0: Hi everybody, I'm Bailey. I'm Drew. I'm Lazy. And we're sarcastic, so let's get sinister. Hi.
1: Hello. Hey guys. How are you?
0: Pretty Tired. good. Tired. We're, uh, we're. Tri- recording at a different time.
1: Yeah. It's or... the morning.
0: Yeah. I haven't Holy had God. breakfast yet. Um, I'm currently, my breakfast is currently being made.
1: Oh, that must be nice. I have Um, So correct me if I'm wrong. We are recording a two-part episode today. Is that correct? We are. Okay.
0: I didn't think it was going to be two parts, but... It's one of those
1: surprise I two like parts. That's how those usually end up being two parts.
0: He killed a lot of people, so.
1: Well, and and you don't want to like skim over the victims. You want to give them the We're
0: trying to attention um, they deserve. Yeah.
1: Um, I was just looking at our calendar for the next like three weeks, and it looks very messy because there's a lot on it. Um. Oh. Well, cause we're gonna, so we're recording, we're gonna release part two, one on our normal day of Sinister Sunday, but Tomorrow. then we're going to, um, release part two a little early for our Patreons as like a Christmas present,
0: I think is what we planned on doing. Holiday, Welcome.
1: holiday present. A holiday present. Monica Kwanzaa, still things.
0: Oh, you're right.
1: You're right. Who is Lacey talking to?
0: I don't know. Herself. Like always. Anybody. Anybody okay. who
2: listens. Oh. I know one person will be listening desperately for my voice.
0: Jesus. Someone that you talk to every day. Yes, yeah, my husband.
1: Anyway. And then um I think we we're going to try and release the next couple episodes early to our Patreons as a holiday gift. So um,
0: this is incentive to, to check join out patreon. our patreon.
1: Which, by the way, if you go to com slash sinisterandsarcastic942, that is our Patreon. And remember,
2: if you're a Patreon, then you can um, watch us, not just listen to us. We got our videos. And
1: up. you can, and I've been, like, editing the videos so that, like, you don't have to Google to find the pictures or, like, just kind of skim through the Instagram. It's when we're talking about it, it pops up on the screen. So it makes, I think, the viewing more enjoyable.
0: Looks very professional, Drew. And that won't be happening today because I ran out of time. What do you mean? To make like a PowerPoint.
1: No, I Google the images.
0: Oh, okay, too. great. Because course, they have to course,
1: be... I can't... When Lacey makes that PowerPoint or whatever, screen, I can't yeah. steal the images off of that.
0: Okay. Um, any more business or do you want to get into it?
1: Let's get into okay, it.
0: Okay, great. Um... So today, we're actually going to talk about possibly the most prolific serial killer in the United States.
1: Oh. Which is, okay, so which is weird, because I don't think I've heard of him.
0: So he is newer. It happened in our lifetime. Um...
1: That's shocking.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 um, we've never
1: had serial killer happen in our own. Well, our life now. he did.
0: Um, I actually learned about him from my ex uh assistant hospital manager.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were just gonna call um, This
0: he's actually her favorite serial killer. Shout out Celeste. Um Yeah. He We'll get into it, but you'll you'll see. All right. So Charles Cullen. Which I think I remember. I wrote down his middle name, but who cares? Um, Not I, me. I think it's like Edmund or something. It doesn't matter anyway. Uh, there was. He was born February twenty second, in nineteen sixty, in West Orange, New Jersey. He was West the youngest. England. Yeah. He was the youngest of eight kids in a deeply religious Catholic family. He had five sisters and two brothers his family was working class his father was a bus driver and his mother stayed home with the family just because there's a lot of kids they lived in a wooden row house September 1960 Colin was just a few months old and his father passed away at 56 his his childhood was full of depression and believed that life was meaningless there is a significant A significant age difference between charlie and his siblings he was a young kid went by the time that they were like young adults so there was a lot of shit happening in his house that his mom tried to shield him from for instance his brothers were addicted to drugs and apparently his sisters were described as loose and when they weren't pregnant they were having male visitors at all hours of the night sounds like a busy place yeah um this protection that his mom like gave him caused him and his mom to be very close and she was uh i'm willing to bet she was like his best friend
1: that can get messy i didn't like the
0: way you mm-hmm. i thought it was gonna be weird no hands i'm my best friend yeah
1: it's keep fine, an eye too. on that
0: Um, As we go through this entire episode, the two parts, you're going to notice that Charlie has made many attempts on his life. In like the 20s, about. Um,
1: In his 20s?
0: No, like in the 20 20 attempts of his life.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like in the 1920s. I was like, he's 1960s.
0: He went back, yeah. Um, Starting with, in 1969, he was nine years old, and that was his first attempt to kill himself. Mm -hmm. He mixed together an assortment of chemicals from a chemistry set, and mixed it with milk, and then drank it.
1: It's a bit of a red flag, I would say.
0: Yeah. Um, Just gonna preemptively say that, like, suicide is serious no matter what, and it's not a cry for attention, but Charlie was clearly starting to realize that he got extra attention when he would do this. And I think that's why he did it so many times.
1: Well, it's hard to get attention when you're one of what, eight?
0: Yeah. That being said, he enjoyed the attention. However, this didn't last long when he, after that first attempt, he returned to school and his peers only thought of him as stranger. And this isolated him even more. He had a tough time in school. He had few friends and was teased constantly. He would fight back, but this caused him to get into troubles with troubles, troubles, with his teachers, who then isolated him more, just making it worse. Cycle. In fifth grade, at the age of eleven, him and a friend wrote a story called Infi- "Infinite." Infinity. Infinite. Infinity. Oh,
1: Infinity.
0: Infinity years. will never know. This book is about growing up in a world in which life was meaningless. Also a red flag for an 11 year old.
2: Yeah. I'd be worried if I was mom. I'd be worried if I was
1: teacher. I'd,
0: I'd be worried, worried if I was anyone near this kid. <laughs> in his teens, while attending a party where a lot of his bullies were present, he spiked their drinks with rat poison.
1: Oh, oh my God.
0: Thankfully, everyone was okay, but still.
2: Yeah. I think we can acknowledge that bullying is wrong, and so is murder. Yes.
1: Yes. Or poisoning. Yes. Yes.
0: Because technically, he
1: didn't murder them. That's true.
0: Uh, At the age of seven. I'm just
1: curious why he was at a party with all his bullies.
2: I don't know. I feel like parties, like high school parties, college parties, can end up with a lot of people there who aren't necessarily friends with each other. You know, I friend think, of a friend invites other friends, and
0: I think we'll notice with Charlie is he tries to he tries to fit in, he tries to find somewhere he belongs, and I think that's where he went, why he went there. Um, but he's just he's he's constantly bullied through his life. Oh my God, is that can you guys hear that?
1: Yeah, the but we... the the listeners probably can't. Okay, great. He so he thought that, um the best way to fit in would be to poison everybody at the
0: party? No, I think what happened was he went. Mm -hmm. Found, happened to find the rat poison. I think he was probably getting bullied and then found the rat poison and just everybody. I don't know. This is a small blimp and whatever else he does.
1: I think he brought the rat poison with the intention to
2: poison everybody. Just because we know about him in the future, I like to think he started premeditating early on. Yeah. I I want to him the bad guy early. I don't want to feel sorry for
1: I, really I cool. don't know. I feel like it would be. I don't know. I don't, perp- like, I personally don't have rat poison in my house. So Maybe I feel before. like if there was a party at my house and his plan was. I don't know.
0: Um, I personally don't either, but working in the lovely city of Philadelphia, a lot of people do. Um, because, and who knows yeah. what well, this area is in. The, in Jersey. Anyway, cuts his senior year at the age of seventeen. He happened to be skipping school one day when the phone rang. The call informed him that his mother had suffered an epileptic fit while driving and crashed her car. Oh um. my god. This is very recorded, mate This is fucking annoying.
1: <laughs> it's not so, too loud, around Uh end. did she die? Because I feel like that might ruin his wh- whole life.
0: So, he wasn't told that on the phone. So, he headed to the hospital thinking that she's probably banged up a little bit and she'd be okay. But the accident was head on and she was killed instantly. Oh,
2: no. Oh, that's gonna fuck him up.
0: After this, he tried to commit suicide again. Failed. Um, April... 1978, that year after his mom died, he dropped out of high school and at 18 he decided to enlist in the Navy. So, in the Navy, he Always became
2: a mentally unstable people enlist in the military.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, it's the Navy.
0: They don't do well, then again, hold on. They're on a boat. So, he became a ballistics missile technician on a sub. Sure. Uh yeah. By June 1979, he completed his training and was assigned to the USS Woodrow Wilson. Do you guys? Side so note: Do you? I had to look it up to be sure. But do you know what the uh, USS stands for?
1: United States Service. submarine.
0: United States ship.
2: Hey. Oh, I, I never even thought about it.
0: I I didn't think about it until I wrote it out and was like, huh.
2: You know, that's a little bit of a letdown.
0: Well, I was like, okay, because I went my submarine first, and I was like, oh, it's kind of mundane. Can but you okay. hear her? A little bit vaguely. I'm gonna she's power through, though. Standing at the though. door, just this yelling. They're just. This is why you should be in your closet. <laughs> huh? <laughs> it's
1: not Sorry, the older you're one.
0: You're gonna cut it out anyway. Yeah,
1: was, um, it's the one that can't talk right. Oh, <laughs> that's why she's standing at the door, she right? Has
0: now. <laughs> like a parrot anyway he <laughs> did uh he did okay in the navy he rose to third uh sorry he rose to petty officer third class which is like in the middle ranking of like navy submarines okay. he was still considered a misfit and taunted and hazed on his sub they gave him the name um, a nickname of fish belly
1: sorry hold on he was still considered a misfit is that like a a term used in the military?
0: If you don't fit yeah. in. Yeah. Have you never heard about that? Heard that well, one? No, I've
1: heard of Misfit. I just didn't know it was something that people would, I don't know.
0: No, he just, he was still considered weird, even in the Navy, and was taunted and hazed. Is there a child in the room?
1: No, they're pushing <laughs> shit under the door.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... He was given the nickname of Fishbelly, which I believe was uh, given because of his pale and thin appearance.
1: It's also, it sounds like a cute nickname. You know who doesn't get nicknames? Losers. So. I feel like clearly. That is flawed.
0: <laughs> As someone who works in a high school, I'm sure she knows. Yeah. Fishbelly. Uh, Fishbelly. Not- <laughs> 1980, it was reported that he was found at the missile control dressed in a stolen hospital gown, mask, and gloves. This was not his uniform.
2: He was dressed after this. Wait, say that again. He was dressed in what?
0: A hospital gown, mask, and gloves. Okay, sure. Oh, so he was. This wasn't his uniform.
2: Yeah he decided to be medical personnel for a little bit. Yeah. He was in a hospital
1: gown.
0: Yeah. Well, he's confused. <laughs> he After this, he uh, was to undergo a series of assessments. Uh, it was... Di- mm. Sorry. So he was to undergo a series of assessments and it's difficult to say what else was ordered just because his Navy career is kind of like sealed or whatever, it's a little hard to get information. <laughs> oh, on it. I
1: see.
0: Um but it didn't last long and he returned to work. In October nineteen eighty one he was reassigned to the USS Cannopus? Cannabis. Cannabis? K A no. C A N O P U S. Can O
2: Cannabis. Canopus? I thought you said cannabis like marijuana. No. So I for yeah. sure we don't have a United States ship named Cannabis. Not anymore! Not anymore. In the <laughs> 80s,
0: though. Uh, in the Navy, he developed a terrible drinking problem and continued to attempt uh, suicide. I should really not roll my eyes every time I say yeah, that. Yeah, I'm I sorry.
1: I'm
0: sorry. Know. It's just I've watched You're a lot of... you
2: person. We don't roll our eyes. but first.
0: I I've watched a lot of like videos and document documentaries of him, and he's just he's not a good person. Um, okay. He's just I just want to hit him in the face. <laughs> Rarely were the attempts genuine, uh, and it was more of a cry for like help or attention. Mm-hmm. He on one occasion he woke up to find himself in the infirmary. Uh, no, that's wrong. <laughs> Sorry. On various occasions, he would wake to find himself either in the infirmary or the nearest psychiatric hospital. Many times. He got introduced to AA, and this helped for some time. By the end of March 1984, Charles was discharged from the Navy. It was unsure the reasoning, whether it was like medical or psychological. The Navy, that's one of the other things that the Navy has never released.
1: I feel like it's probably a little bit
2: of both. Probably. I'm surprised he wasn't released sooner.
0: Yeah, Like after the
1: first attempt
0: Yeah, shortly (laughs) after he got released he attempted suicide again Oh,
1: Jesus
0: Um, Post Navy he returned to the to the Jersey and enrolled in nursing school That's good He was the only male student in uh, Mountainside Hospital School of Nursing in Mount Clare He started to feel like he actually belonged while in school and for a while it looked like he was doing okay too. He actually got decent grades in uh nursing school and was even persuaded by his classmates to run for class president.
2: Mm.
0: And he actually won.
2: Oh. Hmm. So he like found his place for a little bit.
0: Yeah. He worked a- he worked well in school in order to pay for his education and this was like just like basic like franchises like small businesses like that like a McDonald's or fast food place. One of these places, he met Adrian Talp, who was his manager. He soon realized that she was different from all the girls he's known before. Mm, not like other girls. Mm.
2: Has he known in,
1: any other girls before?
0: He not, went to high realistic. school.
1: So she didn't bully him.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's the basic thing. Gotcha. Um, she was ambitious. She was a college graduate with a business degree. But she also had a boyfriend at the time hmm. yeah annoyed with this like information he quit his job but that didn't stop him from continuing to come by and hang at the burger place where she worked
1: i'm annoyed by that information too
0: In fact, yeah. she had a boyfriend he was like i quit yeah. but i'm <laughs> still coming at reading so, the only cool.
1: reason he was working there was for the ladies but i so. want to
0: see you so i'm coming back Over a few, over the next, like, few months, he, his pursuit, pursuit, I'm not good in the mornings. Pursuit? Yeah. His pursuit was successful because she ended things with her boyfriend. As they got together, he showered her with gifts and attention at first, becoming the model boyfriend for her and her family. She was actually surprised to see him transform from the shy young man who, like, would diligently do his work, to now, like, super confident and, like, charismatic. Hmm. Which, again, red flag.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. Sounds a little Bundy-ish.
0: Yeah. (laughs) She- Sounds a little, like, abusive, especially when, like, you read, like, the gifts and, like, showering with, like, attention and stuff. Love bombing. Yeah. She did have her doubts about him, such as his constant job turnover. He was either quitting or getting fired from, like, these menial jobs, but she rationalized it because of his schooling. Like, he was taking his school so seriously that he was trying to focus all on that. Imagine that's hard to a
2: concentrate on. broke up with your boyfriend for Charlie Cullen. That's tough.
0: Sure, so she looks back on that and <laughs> thinks fondly.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, he still came off the perfect boyfriend, was hardworking, caring, and serious about his career, so she ignored those doubts she had. Within six months, they were engaged. Also, I think that's a little fast, but it, what do I know? Love. May 1987. She had her doubts.
2: That's the question.
0: Who doesn't have doubts? People Uh, who
1: aren't engaged to serial killers. That's
0: true. He wasn't a serial killer then.
1: Yeah, but there were a lot of red flags.
0: Okay. May 1987. (laughs) He graduated nursing school.
2: Oh, my brother was born in May 1987. Okay. Okay.
1: Cool. Oh. I turned five in May <laughs> 1997. Cute. What were you doing in May 9- 1997, Bale? 87. Oh. Oh. My brother was not born
2: in, 18- in <laughs> That's 1987. What, I was
0: so confused when you said, said it five. It
2: was your fault. I said
0: 1987. Yeah, I, my, I, was, I was, was
1: going
0: on. 1987. 1987. Oh my God. Keep that. Anyway. Yeah, keep that in the episode. Let's see what the. Uh... <laughs> I rarely yeah, suck things
1: out anymore.
0: Great. June seventh, nineteen eighty-seven. I was not born yet. He and Adrian married. They honeymooned in Niagara Falls. That's
1: cute. Yeah.
0: He also uh so shortly around that time he was he found work, um, and wanted to work start work immediately. So much so that he cut his honeymoon short by a day so he could at the hospital, which mm-hmm. side note, the hospital found out that he was like on his honeymoon. They were like, "No, it's fine. Like, finish that." And he's like, "No, no, no, no. It's, it's totally great. We'll be back." Which it's fine. I would not have that. loved
2: that as a new wife.
0: No, I would not have loved that either. I feel like red, that's another red flag. Red flag. Uh, in October of that year, they purchased their first home. It was a one-story house in Phillipsburg PA. Adrian began to work. Phillipsburg?
2: That's yeah, very close to me.
0: Yeah, oh, I have an aunt, an uncle, in people. So Drew, I, I, so he happened in our lifetime, and he also was in Jersey and Pennsylvania. I he worked was at say the he's... hospital that I was born at. Yeah.
1: Oh. Lazy. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm here. We're
1: fine. Well, I, he I, didn't, I, googled he him, didn't, I googled him. I googled him to didn't... see what he looked like, and mm-hmm. the headline under him kind of gave me a little hint as to what I'm lo- here looking forward to. Yes. Uh, so, that's why I was so worried for Lacey.
0: Um, you will find that the, like, average age of his victims was, like, 74.
1: Okay, so it was more of, like, a mercy angel of death. No?
0: Angel of death, not merciful at all.
1: Okay. (laughs) Tell us more.
0: We're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Around this, in this first year that they were married, Adrian began a new job as a computer programmer, and their new schedules were very hard on the couple. Adrian was working long days while Charlie was working overnights, and this caused a rift in their relationship, which I personally do that with my husband, and we're fine.
1: Yeah, I feel like um, that's because, how long have you known Patrick?
0: It'll be eight years in uh, January.
1: Yeah. He's known Adrian for, what, like, a year? Probably. So.
0: I don't know. I don't have the exact year when they first well, met, but
1: yeah. But, like, they got engaged after six months. And then, like, it seems like pretty much immediately after that, he started working overnights. She started working days. and Yeah. I could see. they. Yeah. I feel like they still probably don't know each other too well. Like, does she even know that he tried to kill half the kids in his class?
0: I mean, that's how you lead a first date.
1: Yeah, you just put all your tea on the table. Yeah, first dates.
2: No point in wasting
1: time. Mm.
0: Okay. So, moving forward, we're um, we're so he murdered people. In hospitals, um, just so everyone's aware. So we're gonna be focusing solely on his career, but we're also gonna be making little like pit stops and what's going on in his personal life. So it's gonna be a little back and forth. Okay, okay, It was hard to keep like a set timeline for this. So his first hospital was Saint Barnabas Medical Center Center in Livingston, New Jersey. He worked in the burn unit. Saint Barnabas. Yeah.
1: Well, what's the hospital name?
0: Saint Barnabas.
1: Barnabas. <laughs> i think it's funny. done <laughs> barnabas. go ahead
0: st barnabas was the only certified burns unit in the state at the time so they saw any case from like superficial to like super critical like severe terrible First of grade, third yeah his job was to clean patients um that being part of be- that was to like scrape and wash away the charred necrotic yeah. skin Ooh, that's with really soap. Tough. Yeah, the pain suffered by Vern victims is at best unbearable, so it is a hard atmosphere for everyone involved nurses, doctors, Ooh. to patients, to family members. I'm sure, but Charlie enjoyed working there.
1: I was going to say, did he love it?
0: <laughs> he liked it. Um, he definitely liked feeling helpful and needed. Is that
1: um? The hospital that he cut his honeymoon short to go to work? Yes. I He's mean, he loved it so much. He did to it. Yeah. He oh. cut his honeymoon short, so.
0: Yeah. During this time, his drinking was getting worse, and his demeanor at home was shifting. Adrian began feeling increasingly uneasy when in his company. What's up, Drew?
1: I was just going to say, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. So maybe that's what his mindset was.
0: That should be his memoir.
1: <laughs> the title of it. Yeah, <laughs> she
0: she blamed the change and the drinking from the stress of his job, thinking that he just needs an adjustment to kind of like rip the bandaid off of it, like kind of grow some like thicker skin and get used to it. Unfortunately,
1: yeah. I'm sure it wasn't anything to do with his like personality and like how no. he was mentally. Yeah,
0: yeah. It
1: was Chavalu's job the job.
0: He started uh, hiding bottles in his old Navy footlocker that was in their boiler room or their like basement, and that's where he spent most of his time uh, at home.
1: In the basement? In the basement, yeah. drinking right. red flag.
0: Yeah. A month after starting at St. Barnabas, he gained his New Jersey nursing license and decided to continue schooling and studied at uh, Keene College for another nursing degree. This resulted in Adrian seeing even less of her husband, but they still fell pregnant. Charlie remained even more emotionally distant, which, like, I don't know if anyone's, like, ever experienced, like, pregnancy, but, like, usually, like, you're very happy as a couple, you're very much, like, in love, that, like, you're making, like, a new child and everything, and that didn't affect Charlie whatsoever.
1: He was busy. He had his own stuff.
0: You're right. It was rude of us to to bring that up. I was up. selfish her and need so much
1: attention. I was going to say, it was really <laughs> inconvenient. She should have been taking better care of mm-hmm. that situation. Just... He had a lot on his plate already with cleaning burn victims, school, and nighttime drinking. You're right. Or, not nighttime, because he Daytime. worked at night. Daytime drinking. Yeah. Yeah. And Whenever he could fit in. Yeah. In the spring
0: 1988, their first daughter was born. Cullen mm-hmm. appeared to Completely ignored his wife now and placing whatever attention he was willing to give at home on her, his daughter. Uh, pretty his, good. A little bit. Uh, at least he gave her attention. Well, that's... was
2: it positive
0: attention? We're going to revisit that at the end of this paragraph. Okay. You remember you remember when like I did my Thanksgiving episode and like I started off and you guys were like, "Yes, queen." And then I got to the part where she like cut him up and like ate him and you're like, "Oh. Um, let's, I do let's let's hold off on our reactions for like 5 All minutes, right. okay? Um, Adrian noticed that he would be very overly enthusiastic at first being whenever there was something new going on, like a new relationship, their new house their dogs, but the novelty in his attention would fade over time. Mm. Charlie was abusive at home. One instance, he turned off the heat in the house, forcing his wife and daughter to endure frigid temperatures. He was also cruel to their Yorkies, sticking them in trash bins. Why? Oh, On one occasion, while Adrian was at work, um, Charlie was home with the baby and the two dogs. At this time, one of the dogs was just a puppy. When she returned, mm-hmm. she couldn't find the puppy anywhere charlie was couldn't have cared less refused to help look for it he claimed that the dog ran away while he had gone for a walk when the baby was asleep no he didn't walk while the baby was asleep in like a stroller he left the baby at home in a crib yeah that's uh, what i thought yeah with the door unlocked sure and open while he took a walk he also couldn't understand why she was so bothered by the fact that he left their newborn at home. She started to suspect him of giving the baby cold medicine in order to, like, help her sleep. And so he could not pay attention to her.
1: There is something... Sorry, this is reminding me of, like, a something that happened sort of recently. with, But they were, like, 20-year-olds. And the mom went to work and the dad wanted to play video games so he just like i think he medicated the baby and then put a blanket over it oh so that god. he couldn't hear it crying and then the baby died oh my god but like
0: the video games bro
1: yeah anyway. she's suited- really harshing the vibe mm. Mm
0: she realized that the man she married was changed and he was gone. She described his face was often void of emotion. At this time, she tried speaking to her parents about her concerns, which they encouraged her to work harder to make their relationship work. Which...
2: Um... I I think there are some things that you should work harder to
1: fixing in a relationship. I think neglecting the child isn't one. I think that um, if you sat down and just kind of made a list of all his red flags, uh, that would be enough. Yeah. They should have done a pro cons list. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, Her efforts were uh, unreciprocated and she soon started acting like a single parent. Her only clue that her husband was ever home was if the car was in the driveway you're going to be a single um, parent a, anyway,
2: you might as well get divorced and be officially a single parent.
0: On another occasion of his cruelty, their neighbor's dog, Queenie, was a yeah. beagle who had a bad habit of getting loose and often would end up in their backyard. This happened so often, like, Adrian and the neighbor kind of, like, became, like, close and it was, like, a running joke because whenever Adrian would find Queenie, she'd just return her back home. This one time they couldn't find her, uh, she didn't return home. They did find her a few hours later, dead in an alleyway next to their house, Uh, and the vet had said she was poisoned.
1: With rat poison?
0: Well, so here's my thing. Autopsies for dogs and cats are called necropsies, and they take- they're not done, like, quick human autopsies, yeah. They're not done as, like, often. They're, like- only in, I've only been a part of some, like, for, like, abuse cases that, like, we need to know for, like, court.
1: I feel um, like you could also, like, you have to pay and make a special request.
0: You do. Um. So, reading that part with the vet, like, was sure she was poisoned? Yeah. Well,
1: maybe then, I mean, if it was a healthy dog, the neighbors might have been like, what possibly, happened?
0: Possibly. So, I don't know. Um. But at if this I point. If I was
1: Adrian, I would have been like. You might want to get that autopsy, because my husband's a wackadoo.
0: At this point, Adrienne began fearing for her daughter and her safety at home, and at this point, she was she was for sure right, because around this time he killed his first victim. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Did she ever find her Yorkie?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I don't like it. She was only
1: she was only concerned about herself and her baby, so yeah.
2: And not that I think anything should have happened to that beagle. I would like to point out there, if my dog kept getting out of my yard, I feel like I would do something to, like, keep my dog in the
0: yard. It's the 80s, though. (laughs) So we're gonna pause part one there. Because I want to get into all of his victims and his killings um, all at once. So we will take this
1: uh in a few days yeah 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 unless you want to be our patreon and then you could listen to it sooner than everybody else but i
0: know i well, left you guys days, on
1: a um so come back for part two mm-hmm. but um so far it sounds pretty sinister yeah.
0: yeah and we were sarcastic
1: and we hope you keep listening mm-hmm.